This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. You've heard me talk about them before, and I'm going to keep doing it because they're amazing. Check them out at creativelydisruptive.com. They can help your gym increase revenue, increase numbers, and help you understand the steps it took to get there so that you can continue to progress. You know, to be an a high-level athlete, like it takes qualities that the average person won't encounter mm-hmm. ever just mm-hmm. going through life. Are you ready for another mini show? Here's your host, my mom. Thank you, mini host. Today, I have brought back one of my first guests, Elizabeth Price, who showed us what she would do if she discovered a town. I know it's weird, guys. I was trying weird stuff when I first started out, (laughs) but she's back now. We're going to catch up with her and find out why is Evie wicked smart. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Nice to see and hear you again. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) You were a very brave and trusting soul earlier this year when I asked you to come on and do this thing that I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with. (laughs) That's okay. It was a great time. (laughs) (laughs) You were a great sport and people have really loved learning more about you. And you're, you're such an interesting person as we found out in that full episode. So you guys that are listening, if you did not go back to the beginning, listen to the Elizabeth Price episode, What Makes Elizabeth Price Think. I, you were, I mean, in the first, one of the first five episodes, I believe. Yes. Right. And the audio has come a long way since then. (laughs) The editing has come a long way, but I, I hope that the content is, is still relatively same and the feel is the same, but thank you for that. And I wanted to catch up with you because you are a, people loved you as a guest and it's been a while. So I want to know what you're up to. We learned the first time that you are wicked smart, as we would say, <laughs> us Bostonians would say, and you were finishing up a degree. And yes, where, yes. where are you with that? Yeah, so I did graduate in May. Um, with my master's in design engineering from Harvard, which is a huge accomplishment, uh, especially especially through COVID, you know, that's definitely made it extra challenging. So happy to be out of school during that time. Um, But since then, you know, I'm still in the Boston area, which I absolutely love. And I have started working at a clean energy company here in Cambridge, technically, um, and I specifically help my company um, more on like the finance and financial engineering side of things. So my company really helps like provide clean energy uh, to low income communities and uh, nonprofits and cities and towns and people who usually don't have access to clean energy. So, you know, we help. Now, are these kind of real provide- cities and towns or are these cities and towns? <laughs> they are, that we're they making are real. Up? They are not fake. We're not making new <laughs> cities, no new towns. Um, Again, yes. guys, go back and listen to her full episode and you'll get the reference. Yes, yes. Good times. Was, that was a good story. You should go back and listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. So like real cities and towns and people who don't usually have access to that stuff. And also, you know, clean energy is better for the environment as well. So yep. it's a two for all. So you actually are making the world a better place as predicted. Doing my best. Yes. Baby Wonderful. Steps. And uh, what are your connections with the gymnastics world these days? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I keep in touch with friends who are still doing gymnastics and um, old teammates uh, really like supporting. A lot of them are now in college. So I'm really excited about the NCAA season coming up. 
um, you know, post COVID especially. So excited mm-hmm. to get that, get that going. Um, and then also I've gotten more involved coming back uh, into the sport through more of an alumni lens. I'm actually on the board of a new alumni group called the American Gymnastics Alumni Association, which is like in the very early stages, but something I'm super excited about and being able to kind of get back into the gymnastics community uh, from that angle um, and also be able to like support athletes as they, you know, transition out of the sport, which is something that we feel like don't, doesn't get as much attention, but it's also really important. Yeah, definitely. And did they reach out to you or did you, is that something you sought out yourself? You know, they reached out to me with the opportunity, um, you know, given my experience uh, in the sport of gymnastics and I guess other things about me, they, uh, someone nominated me for a position um, on the board and I gladly accepted. It's an awesome opportunity. So, so that's how that happened. Great. So what's the mission of this association? Basically, bring more joy to the sport that, you know, over the past couple of years, it's kind of might've been taken away from the primary lens. And, you know, as people who have, you know, been very involved in this sport of gymnastics throughout our entire lives, um, me, as well as a lot of other people involved in the initiative, really want to bring that focus back to the sport, especially um, for people who are often in the limelight of gymnastics and a lot of people who have been on national team uh, through maybe gone through ups and downs uh, while they were competing as a gymnast and also provide more support to athletes as they are exiting the sport of gymnastics. Um, You know, as someone who spent 40 hours a week in the gym and then, you know, went to college and still did gymnastics, you know, it's kind of can be hard to transition out of that and like just have this sport more or less completely gone, um, like in a flash of a um, I like it's just like really a stark uh, transition. So helping people mm-hmm. there, and also kind of trying to provide like a kind of guiding light for all people in this sport. Um, you know, we always see people competing at the Olympics, and you know that amazing goal, but you don't ever see what happens afterwards. So also trying to be there as a support system for everyone going through the sport, and also um, help provide that source of joy for people at all stages, especially people who are exiting the world of gymnastics. So is this anything that is connected to or has ties to USA Gymnastics? Uh, it doesn't have any direct ties uh, to USAG. We're a separate entity, um, but obviously uh, for the athletes that are currently in USA Gymnastics, right. you know, as they transition out of this sport, we want to be right there to catch them and help them uh, provide support uh, for them afterwards. I love that. You want to be right there to catch them. That's great. And I that's a great point. From a spectator point of view, you see somebody even qualified to the Olympics, you see that joyous moment of finding out they made an Olympic team and and making snow angels in the confetti (laughs) on the ground. And it seems like from an outsider point of view, like, oh, they've made it. They're all set now. Yeah. And that's not really the case. It's it's similar to a wedding, right? You have the wedding, but it's like, (laughs) but now... Now what? (laughs) All the presents are gone. All the fans are gone. Now we're left to our own devices. So that's, I think, a really, really important thing and wonderful that you guys are doing that. Is that something you ever thought about as an athlete that you had wished that there was something like that around for you as a resource? Um, I think that I lucked out and that I was able to have a decent transition out of the sport. Like I did pretty well coming out of the sport. And I think that also stemmed from a perspective I had when I was younger about the role gymnastics played in my life and broader things. But, you know, 
that's not the case for most athletes because, you know, you're spending, you're dedicating all your time and energy into the sport of gymnastics. And when you're young, you never think past that. I mean, even when you're in college, you're not really always thinking past gymnastics um, because, you know, season's coming up and you're always in the gym every day and you're just training, training, training. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, like this is my last season. What am I going to do? I've never not had gymnastics in my life. I, you know, haven't had time to explore things anything else. Um, cause you know, you're always occupied by school or gymnastics or school and gymnastics. Um, and even if you don't end up going to college, like, and you just stay in elite gymnastics, you only know elite gymnastics. And obviously to, especially to spectators, you know, there's everything else out there in the world, but we, most elite gymnasts, especially, um, don't have the opportunity to experience those things as a typical member of society would, uh, you know, a lot of people are homeschooled, so they don't go to high school or they don't have like the same, I'll say like social development that a lot of people usually mm-hmm. have or the social experiences mm-hmm. that you just don't have. Um, and so, and then also like, okay, now you graduate and you have to get a job, but you never had time for internships or you don't know anyone in industry. And it's like, what yeah. do you do there? And then, you're also trying to find your own sense of belonging in the world because you were a gymnast for so long. So there's a lot of things that go on and I've seen other athletes experience that. A lot of my peers have gone through different variations of like successful or more difficult transitions out of the sport. So I've definitely seen it firsthand. And since I've been able to navigate that, I definitely want to be there to show people that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, that there is, a way to easily transition out of the sport while also still being involved if if that's what they want, but kind of just being able to help people see what the options are and also provide, um, you know, just like the support system that people that we need at all stages of our life. Um, but just for these specific people at, um, in this specific stage. Yeah. It's, I've, I've said this before, you can't kind of do elite gymnastics. <laughs> Right. And so (laughs) it's, yeah, it's kind of an all in thing, but there's like an identity crisis thing that comes up, right? Like who, who am I now? What you, you are an anomaly. You seem like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You had a plan all along and you said, even in the intro of your full episode, making an Olympic team was not your ultimate goal. Yeah, that's right. But when the ride started taking you there, you're like, I'm just going to, I'm going to kick ass the best I can and the judges are going to do what they're going to do and the (laughs) selection committee is going to do what they're going to do. That wasn't what you were, your hopes and dreams and and self-value weren't riding on the fact of making an Olympic team. Yeah. Do you think that that mentality is why you also had another plan for when that part of your life was over that you would continue on? I definitely think that is exactly right. Um, from a very young age, I always wanted to do other things. Um, I mean, obviously, gymnastics quickly became the most time-consuming part of my life. Um, and I think, I don't know if it was like just the, the people that were around me. I mean, my parents knew nothing about gymnastics, so they That's couldn't a good necessarily... Thing. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> thing. a great thing. They couldn't push me in the sport at all because they didn't know what they were doing or what I needed to do to be good. They just drove me to practice. Um, but at home, it was always, you know, get your schoolwork done. And I had... They were great examples of... Well, at least they, I looked up to them as a kid and I wanted to do what they were doing. So when I was young, I was like, I'm going to go to college like my parents did and I'm going to get this degree. And I'm going to have the same job as my dad. So that was like little Evie 
like with her goals. And then as I grew up, I think I stayed on that track of always having these goals of what I wanted to do, you know, when I went to college and after college and gymnastics was kind of something I well, obviously always did. It was never like, it took up all the time in the world um, and was very important aspect of who I am and definitely got me to where I am today. But I think always having other goals definitely made it easier for me to transition out of gymnastics because I had another goal waiting right there to take up all my time. And I definitely know a lot of athletes, regardless of sport, don't necessarily think that way, um, as you would not really expect a child to do so. So it's not that strange. Um, But I do think that definitely helps me. Yeah. That's great. Your your perspective is just so, it's so healthy. <laughs> That's the thing. Your perspective is so healthy because you don't have again your your self worth riding on the fact of of if you yeah, if you mess up at a meet, then now you're a bad person, and if you do well at a meet, then you're a good person because that's all yeah. you're doing. So yeah, um, and not to take away from the all in mentality because you clearly were all in. Also, yes. you were yeah. like you said, forty hours a week, and you know all of that. Um, and you and I have talked about this off the air, but that that right there, the, the reason for this association and, and wanting to foster abilities in life after gymnastics, that's what one of my missions is with Precision too, is that I'm looking at, at people who served on the national team. That sounds weird, but it's just, <laughs> it's so similar to the military. You're going yeah. in and representing your country and working your ass off and compromising and sacrificing a lot of things in order to do so. Because yeah. there's a deep down drive that tells you this is what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. Similar in those senses, right? And then again, that all in pulls you away from, like you said, social experiences, educational experiences, mind-opening experiences. So I've always thought that the time that you spend serving your country, quote-unquote, on the national team, I look at that as an employer like a master's degree. And I know what it means. All I need to see is that line, national team yeah. member. And not even national team member. I, I I would look at a you know another high-level gymnast that maybe didn't even make a leap, but just knowing the commitment that it takes and mm-hmm. the characteristics that it takes, I look at that as a as a master's degree, and that's that's just as good in my eyes. It it actually was a little harder, I think, in some senses, right? Like, I mean, you yeah, would no. have a master's, you do, but <laughs> no. But it's funny that you bring that up because in my master's program, I had um, an advisor and professor who said the almost the exact same thing. He was like, "Well, he he said this in a way that I never thought about it. Like, I never thought of my time as a student athlete or just an athlete as." something that was as life-changing or, you know, it brought that a certain skill set to me as a person. Um, and he was the person that pointed out that, you know, to be an a- a high level athlete, like it takes qualities that the average person won't encounter mm-hmm. ever just mm-hmm. going through life. And he was the person that pointed that out. And because he pointed that out to me, I was able to like sit down and like reflect and be like, oh yeah, I've encountered this. I've had to work through this. I've had to figure out this and learn this about myself and work in this scenario. And there are things that definitely translate over to other aspects of life, but I wouldn't necessarily be able to say I was as prepared to do some things without those experiences as a student athlete and as a high-level gymnast specifically. Yep, absolutely. So what what progress have you guys made so far? Where are you in, in the establishment of this? Yeah, so we have a small little group that we are slowly 
cultivating, I'll say right now. Um, the community is currently, we're trying to focus primarily on former national team members to start um, uh, and getting that off the ground with trying to grow connections there, provide like specific support um, events and like uh, uh, conversations around like healing in the sport and, you know, like things, moments that bring you joy in the sport and, you know, like trying to start conversations with uh, that community of people. Um, and we're planning on having like a little get together reunion type event um, next year. That is going to be super exciting. Um, and, you know, as we slowly build a strong foundation, we really want to expand obviously to the broader gymnastics community, um, not just national team members, because obviously right. each experience in the sport of gymnastics is different and important. And I think there's a really great community of people um, that are former competitors. And, you know, I think that all the different experiences can really provide that safety net and that support system that would benefit anyone coming out of the sport. So that's where we are and that's where we hope to be. And it's really awesome to kind of had my experiences and be able to bring that to this uh, alumni group. Nice. Uh, my, my dear friend and somebody that I admire tremendously, Wendy Bruce, has spent, I can't even tell you how many countless hours, months, years, trying to figure out a way to to do what you're doing in a, or what the association is doing. Mm-hmm. Reach out to Wendy Bruce, whoever the powers of be are in this association, because um, it's, it's never, it was never about her. She just saw yes. the need for that a long time ago and, and was really trying to, um, to, to gain momentum. Uh, yeah. But I do encourage you guys to talk to her too. 100%. I love Wendy. I, she'll be great. You gotta love her. She's one of those people. <laughs> she really is. So my other question for you then, I know that you said this is separate from USAG, Mm -hmm. but I'm listening to some of the things you're saying about prior to them graduating from gymnastics, retiring from gymnastics, and you said finding more of the joy in the process. Do you see a a time or a situation where this association would be connected with the athlete rep? Because that seems, you're nodding your head. I know people are not watching this, but (laughs) nodding. So I'm, I'm thinking you thought of it, but, you know, that has always seemed like something that the athlete rep should be trying to accomplish as well is making sure that these athletes, the well-being, which mm-hmm. which includes finding joy in what you're doing, not being miserable. Would you guys see a, a situation where you would work in, in cahoots with them, for lack of a better term? I would say that we definitely want to be involved to the point where it's like known that we're here. Okay. <laughs> um, like obviously like, you know, we do present ourselves more as the alumni group. So like obviously supporting anyone, like regardless of their stage in the, mm-hmm. as, as an athlete, like their stage in, as a gymnast in their career. Um, and we have discussed like potentially reaching out th- via like the student, or sorry, the athlete rep um, specifically, like you just said. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to necessarily interfere um, in any processes or uh, relationships that athletes already have um, surrounding them, especially um, like when I was an elite gymnast. I mean, my athlete rep was always there, which was awesome because, you know, there's someone that you can talk to and having them be able to connect you to someone is 
I think really important, but like we wouldn't want to directly reach out to athletes in any capacity. That's um, what I'm and, thinking that that yeah. exactly like just being a known resource so that that yeah. athlete rep can say, okay, this is, they're the middleman kind of right yes. to, to yeah. connect to you guys. If, if, yeah. the, if the need is there, do you feel like that athlete role when you were an elite gymnast was something that was effective for you? I think it was definitely helpful to have someone like around who had gone through very similar experiences. Um, and it was kind of similar to like what I was just talking about the alumni group, but like having someone there who understood where you were coming from in every situation, but also, you know, they also had experiences and were more experienced like as a person to be able to help guide you through certain conversations or certain scenarios that you were having. I definitely felt that that was a useful resource. Um, because, you know, there's certain relations, like you have a athlete coach relationship that is its own thing. And then there's like your relationship with like maybe national staff or something like that. That's also a separate type of relationship, but it can be harder to feel comfortable, like necessarily being more open or asking some questions. And I feel like the athlete rep is like the perfect person to be there and be able to guide you in the relationships that you have with other people and also be there as their own separate resource. Right. Like on the days that you didn't just like go ask Marta if you could sit and chat for a minute about what was going exactly. on in your life. <laughs> no heart to hearts. You're not down to have a heart to heart. <laughs> it was right there. You you served it up and I had to hit it. <laughs> yeah, on those days. <laughs> so what what uh what can you share with us as far as how we can learn about this association, uh maybe even support it if if mm-hmm. people are feeling like they'd like to do so? How can that happen? Yeah, I mean, I would say like right now, like I'm one of the people like at the head of the group. So uh, reaching out to me and on any form of social media is totally fine. Um, And then also, especially we're hoping to have a reunion, like we have more um, conversations about this coming up and we hope to be able to like, we're hoping to publish more information about this. I don't want to be giving any secrets away about things that are in the woodwork. Um, But in the coming months, like very shortly, you're going to hear more about um, what we're doing as we develop the brand of the association um, and also put more things in play and really lay more of a solid foundation um, moving forward. Wonderful. All right. So you're saving the the normal world and then you're also saving the gymnastics world. So kudos to you, Elizabeth Price. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you, are, you are definitely putting that brilliant mind to yours at work and using every ounce of what you've got to to help everyone around you. So you're awesome. Thank you for joining me again. Thank you for having me. You, thank you. Come on now. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. That's going to be it for today. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. I always love talking to you and I truly wish you the best in all of your endeavors. You make the world a better place. Thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to go over to our YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash what makes you think podcast. Check out the gymnastics conversations playlist. I think you'll have a little bit of a binge fest, but it's a good thing. It's healthy. Check it out. And don't forget to subscribe. I've got single conversations and outtakes from the show. We'll be back next week with a full episode and a deep dive into someone's personality. Who will it be? Until next week, keep thinking outside the box. Bye.